Hi, I'm Steve Scott, and welcome to Knowing Him. Well, welcome to our fifth podcast. I'm really excited about what we're going to share today. Uh, I trust that it's really going to bless you. Um, So, but let me ask you a question. I want you to imagine for a moment that you walk into church on Sunday and your pastor makes an announcement. And the announcement is that uh, today is going to be a completely different service than ever before. In fact, I'm so excited about it, he says, that I, I can hardly see straight. And so let me tell you what we're going to do. In a few minutes, I'm going to be joined by some people. And this is a special once-in-a-lifetime appearance. You'll never see these people face-to-face again in this lifetime. But uh, I met with them last night. They told me they were going to do this. And I'm just so excited for this experience. And um, so he, uh, he says, I just want you to relax. Uh, in front of you, you see a little card. You're going to fill it out in a minute. But right now, let me introduce to you. And then all of a sudden, not from a door to the left or the right, or not from an aisle to the left or right, but literally like they're beamed down from heaven, okay? Uh, it, if you remember Star Trek, beam me up, Scotty, or, you know, and you'd see him go from one place, all of a sudden they're in the spaceship. Well, that's what happens here. He says, okay, let me introduce you. First, let me introduce you to Moses. And all of a sudden, whoom, there's Moses, and he's standing there. And uh, now let me introduce you to Noah. And here's Solomon and uh, David and uh, Jeremiah and Isaiah. And as he calls their names, each one of them appears right next to him on the stage. And he says, um, oh, and, and let me not forget uh Uh, Here's Peter, and here's James, and John, and of course, uh, I know you'll be excited about this. I want you all to meet the Apostle Paul. And there they are. They're all on stage. And now he tells you, uh, you're all going to have 10 minutes to come up, and you can spend 10 minutes any way you want. You can spend it all 10 minutes with any one of these, Or you can divide your 10 minutes into one-minute segments and spend, you know, a minute with Paul, a minute with David, a minute with Solomon. Uh, But you can can divide it up any way you want. But you only have 10 minutes, and and you'll be held right to the clock because we got to get everybody through here uh, over a period of time. So um, we do have limited time, but that's what you're going to have. So right now, uh, if you will fill out your cards, who you want to spend your time with. Now, let me ask you, my friend uh, and listener, who would you spend your time? Let's see, you've got, you can talk with Paul, Peter, the Apostle John is there, uh, James, um, uh, you can talk with David, Solomon, Moses, uh, Joseph is even there, and uh, Abraham, they're all there. So, who would you talk to? Think about it. Okay, you're going to divide your time or you're going to spend all 10 minutes with one of them. Okay, now the pastor says, 
fill out your cards. Everybody's filled out their cards. Okay, I'm going to ask you to pass them in to the usher, and the usher will bring them up. And right before you hand in your card, all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, comes Jesus. And he's right next to your pastor. And your pastor immediately falls to his knees and starts crying and just throws his arms around this incredibly white robe. It's a color you've never seen before. It's so white. We've never seen a white that white. Well, I hope that you don't even have to think about it. I hope that you instantly said, oh, I'll take all 10 with Jesus. Are you kidding me? There's no comparison. Uh, If that's not your answer, then you really don't understand the difference between Jesus and everybody else that's ever walked the face of the earth, the earth that Jesus created at the command of the Father, and on and on. So, but I assume right now, because I can't hear you, you can only hear me, that you would do what I would do, and you'd say, man, I'll take all 10 minutes, every single second, I'm going to take it with Jesus. I can't wait to hear what he says and talk to him. Well, um, sadly, even though that's your answer now, if I were to ask you, look back at all the time you've spent studying the Bible, okay? How much time have you spent in the Gospels? Has your time been equally divided from Genesis to Revelation? Uh, Has it been... uh, equally divided. Uh, Maybe you spend more time in Psalms and Proverbs uh, than you do in the Gospels. Let me just tell you, I love the Bible. I had 43 years of uh, Bible study where I had a chance to go from Genesis to Revelation. Did I study every single book in the Bible? Not even close. But I did study the ones that really ministered to me, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Uh, Psalms, Proverbs. Everybody that knows me knows that Proverbs changed my whole life. I was a corporate failure and a chronic failure until I began to read the book of Proverbs. And it really blessed me that way. And I became focused, incredibly focused on Proverbs. And Proverbs gives us godly wisdom. Uh, The most important note in, in Proverbs uh, the most important statement, I think, is uh, the, the fear of God, the reverence of God, the holding God in his proper role with tremendous esteem and honor is the beginning of wisdom, that if you don't have that, then you're really not wise. So I love that. I love trusting the Lord with all your heart, lean not under your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths. I love, do you see a man diligent in his business? He will stand before kings. I love the proverb that says a man's name, good name, his reputation is more valuable than gold and silver. Proverbs is full of tremendous laws, and I love them. I wrote a book called The Richest Man Who Ever Lived on the book of Proverbs. But coming back to our illustration, if you only had 10 minutes, who would you spend it with? I would spend it with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the God of all creation, the one who knows the beginning from the end, the one who knows What comes next? What's going to happen next in my life? He knows everything. He knows his perfect will for me. Of course, I would spend it with Jesus. He's the 
vine. I'm just a branch, but I'm 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 uh, melted into him. I'm part of his vine, nobody else's. So of course, I want to spend time with Jesus. Now, we might think, well, that's if we had 10 minutes, only had 10 minutes. Well, guess what? Your life in relation to eternity is a lot less than 10 minutes. We have a limited amount of time. Most of us are awake about 14 hours a day. Uh, We spend typically eight to nine hours of that working or traveling to and from work plus work. Then we have dinner time, we have family time. All of those times are wonderful and important and critical to life. But when it comes right down to our time in the Word of God, how do we divide that? Uh, I love the Bible. I love the Psalms. There have been times in my life when I've meditated in one time for nine months. Every night I meditated in Psalms. I felt like I desperately needed reassurance of God's mercy and forgiveness. And uh, and that's and I found it in Psalms. But coming back to our illustration, Jesus is our shepherd. And our shepherd, listen to this. Jesus said, uh, speaking of you and me, he was talking, first of all, when he was talking about his sheep in John chapter 10, He said, uh, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Literally, he walks into a pen that has uh, the flocks of numerous shepherds, and he calls out his sheep by name, and they recognize his voice. And they turn toward him when they hear his voice. They follow him out of the pen, and then they follow him on life's journey. You are one of Jesus' sheep. You're not one of Moses' sheep or Paul's sheep or Peter's sheep. Uh, You're not one of your pastor's sheep. You are a sheep, and your good shepherd is Jesus. But here's what he said. He said, you know, when he first came, he came to reach the nation of Israel and the Jew. But he said, I have sheep of another pen. This isn't the only pen that my sheep are going to come from. I'm going to call them from other pens. And they, now I want you to hear, this is John 10, 16. Write this down, John 10, 16. He said, I have sheep of another fold, and I, they will hear my voice. I, he said, I must gather them. I must bring them also. And they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Jesus doesn't say they're going to hear a hundred different voices. He says they're going to hear my voice. Now, when Jesus says my voice, that is synonymous with his words, his spoken words. And he said they're going to hear my words, and they're going to come with me, and I'm going to have one flock, and there'll be one shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Yes, spending your 10 minutes with Christ, making that choice, that's the right choice. That's Honestly, that's the only right choice. There's always good, better, and best. And good would be spending time with Paul, uh, spending time with David or Solomon. Better might be spending time with John. But the best, 
that rises as far above everybody else as Mount Everest is above the ocean is Jesus. That's the best. And since we are creatures of limited time, uh, we have to make the choice. Do I want to do, do I want to spend my time with good, better, or best? Well, Jesus said he's the best. And he's the shepherd. He's the vine. Listen to what he said in um, John chapter 6. He said, if you don't eat of me, you will not have eternal life. If you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood. And that was kind of repulsive to the people who were talking to, because all of a sudden they couldn't get that picture out of their mind. And they were thinking, wow, he means literally eat my flesh and drink my blood. But then he goes down a little bit later and he says, the, uh, the spirit gives life. The flesh profits nothing. My words are spirit and they are life. So he's telling these people that if you want eternal life, you must eat his words. You must consume them. When we consume the words of Jesus Christ, they go into not just our mind where all the other information is stored. They literally go into our spirit, into a place that other words don't go, and they become part of the DNA of our spirit. Now, we were all spiritually dead before we came to Christ. That's what it says in Ephesians, uh, that we were dead in sin. Dead is dead. And yet, what happened? But God, being rich in mercy, this is Ephesians 2, made us alive in Christ. Jesus said to Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He can't enter a second time into his mother's womb, can he? And Jesus said, no, that'd just be another physical birth. That which is born in the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say you must be born again. Born of the water, which is physical birth, and born of the spirit, which is a spiritual birth. Well, when you've been born of the spirit, you need spiritual life. And Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. When we consume, when we eat Jesus' flesh, which is is his words. His words become part of our spirit. I have so many people come to me. I'm, I'm counseling with a sweet uh, young person that I met uh, in California last week when I was doing a, a show for uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network. And, um, and she called and asked if she could get some counsel, and I said yes. And what I am sharing with her is that you've had Christianity as a religion. You've gone to church. You've made the decisions that you have that have been good and right decisions. But judging from your spirit right now, you have not been receiving the words of Jesus Christ. His words are spirit and life. Anytime anybody comes to me discouraged, my first question is, how much time have you spent in the Gospels? Gospels of Mark, uh, Matthew, Luke, and John, hearing the words of Christ. 
Jesus made 21 promises about his words, and we're going to look at that in a couple other podcasts that I've already recorded. We'll look at those down the road. But he made 21 incredible promises about his words that he did not make about the rest of the word of God. And if you would choose to spend your 10 minutes with Jesus rather than everybody else, why aren't you spending your scripture study time consuming his words? It's not just reading his words. When you read his words, you'll consume spiritually what he said was his flesh, his very essence. We see who he is by his words, by his behavior. He said, he who sees me has seen the Father. He who hears me has heard the Father. Jesus said, everything I say, the Father commanded me to say and how to say it. So you're coming right into a union with God the Father as you meditate on the words of Jesus Christ. He made over 1,900 statements in the Gospels. I will tell you, most believers I meet, including pastors, including world-renowned religious leaders that I met, very few of them know but a handful of those 1,900 statements. And yet, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. Listen, when you're discouraged, despairing, doubting, turning your back on Christ, wondering if he even hears your prayers anymore, you know what the problem is? The problem is you're not meditating in the words of Jesus Christ. You're not eating his flesh and consuming them. I want to uh, share a story with you that uh, was uh, rendered by a pastor in Toronto, Canada, Pastor Charles Price. He was pastor of the People's Church, an incredibly godly man and a man who loved the Lord. And he gave this illustration, and I love it. And I'm going to give it to you as if I'm Charles Price. I'm not. I'm not even close to him. I'm, I'm not fit to to lace his shoes in reality. Wonderful man of God. Hallelujah. But here's the illustration he gave. So he walks into his church, walks up to the pulpit, and he says, folks, I'm going to share something with you today that is so exciting. I can hardly see straight. Oh, I'm so excited. I, 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 you know, I, I've been holding it back for months, just waiting for the right time. And so now I'm finally going to share it with you. You see, six months ago, my wife and I bought a brand new Toyota Camry. Oh, we were so excited. We drove it home and, and my wife got out of the car. And, and before, um, before I got out, I opened up the glove box and oh my gosh, you're not going to believe it. There was a hidden treasure in there inside that glove box was a manual, 464 pages. And I, I, I grabbed it, I took it inside, and I opened it up, sat at the kitchen table, and my wife said, what are you doing, Charles? And, and I told her, look at what I found. I found a manual. And she came over, and we started turning the pages, and, and we could see the different things, the different... Uh, features the car had and and oh we couldn't I said look at this look at this look at what it'll do and and look at this and we turned the page we were in that manual for two hours 
And we closed the manual. It's time for bed. I went to work the next day. All I could think about all day was getting back to that manual. And I called my wife. I said, are you as excited as I am? She says, yeah, I want to cheat. I want to go read the manual by myself. Is that okay? I said, sure. And then we'll, we'll look at it together when we get home. I couldn't wait. I got home and we started reading the manual again. And we were so excited. The next morning I called the dealership and I said, has anybody else in the last month bought a new Toyota Camry? And they said, yeah, we actually had 10 people buy Camrys. Uh, can you give me their names? I want to give them a call. And uh, we started getting together every week for the last six months. Um, and we would read the manual together. Of course, Toyota is a Japanese car. So the original manual was written in Japanese. So I called the Toyota company and I said, can you send me 10 Japanese manuals for the new Toyota Camry. They sent them and they came. So all of us at our, at our Camry study, we all had new manuals. And uh, now none of us could read Japanese. So we hired a student from the university that's a Japanese student. And he would come over every night when we would meet, he would come and he would teach us right out of the Japanese manual. Can you believe that? Now, none of us have driven the car yet. We don't know if we'll ever drive the car. So, in fact, why would you even want to leave your home when you have a manual that you can study? Well, I think the point is uh, obvious. That really describes evangelical Christianity. We get excited about manual study. And the things we find in the manual... And guess what? The manual was meant to point to a person. The Old Testament, of course, God had multiple purposes for the Old Testament. Uh, the historic pur uh, purposes were all fulfilled. Then there were the prophetic purposes, and they were fulfilled when Christ came the first time. There were prophecies about his second coming that will happen when he comes again. But they were all it was all meant to prepare the hearts for the day that the Redeemer, the Messiah, would actually set foot on earth and come to earth. That's what the Old Testament was, was focusing on. That was the crescendo of everything the Old Testament taught. The crescendo was when Jesus came to earth as that little bitty baby. And um, the New Testament all points back at what? At the life of Jesus, how to know what he said and apply what he said. The epistles, the primary purpose of the epistles is to help people apply the teachings of Christ and the life of Christ. And they do it exquisitely. But in the middle, we actually have Jesus himself on stage, center stage. Now, if you'll remember at the transfiguration, we had uh, Jesus took his inner circle, James, John, and Peter up onto a mountain. And right before their eyes, he turned this glowing white. His garments were turned as bright as the sun and uh all of a sudden, out of nowhere, appeared Moses and Elijah, the two most revered prophets of the Old Testament. And 
Peter pipes up and says, Lord, it's a good thing that we're here. Would you like me to make three tabernacles or shelters, monuments? Uh, One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Well, when he said that, as he was speaking, uh, the three are enveloped, uh, James, John, and Peter are enveloped by this white cloud, and the angry voice of God says, this is my son. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. It's like, what the heck do you mean, Peter, making three? You, Moses and Elijah, they're prophets, they're people. My son has to go to the cross that they might have eternal life. Their eternal life is nothing if my son doesn't die for their sin. How dare you lower my son to their level, raise them to the level of my son, shame on you. And it said the disciples fell on their faces, terrified by God's angry words. Well, guess what we've done? For almost uh, at least 1,800 of the last 2,000 years, we've put everybody on the same stage. And we've tried to equalize everybody out of the Bible, every character with Jesus. And that is not only demeaning to Jesus, it is insulting to who he is. It is insulting to God the Father that we would ever honor men with the kind of honor that's meant only for Jesus Christ. Now, why am I sharing all of this with you? Well, my hope is that you will begin to focus your time on Jesus' life and on his words. Of course, I I don't want to diminish or discourage any Bible study at all. God has tremendous things to communicate to us through the Bible. But let me ask you a question. Remember your time on stage. Would you rather hear what Paul said about Jesus, or would you rather hear what Jesus has to say? Would you rather hear what Moses or David or Solomon say about Jesus? You know what would happen if you chose to spend some of your time with them instead of Jesus and they're all on the same stage? They would look at you as if you were a fool. Why are you talking to me? Look who's on stage. It's our Messiah. He has come and he has spoken. Know him hear him. That was the message of the Father. I hate to tell you, but most pastors I have met, and I love my pastor, and I love the pastors I meet, and they invite me to speak in their churches. Recently, I spoke in Indiana, and I I appreciate that pastor so much. I know what they're doing. They're trying desperately to feed the children of God, the Word of God, and I respect that, and I honor them for that. But honestly, we must begin to turn our attention to the Son himself. He has no equal. His words have no equal. His words are spirit and life. If you're dragging this week, I want to encourage you to begin to focus on the teachings of Christ and on his words. His words are spirit and life. Start with the Gospel of John, this Sweet woman that I'm counseling, I told her start in John chapter 3. That be, that's really the beginning of Jesus' teaching ministry where his words flow out. 
and they give spirit and life to those who hear. Now, I want to encourage you to get two tools, and it's not because I've done them. I spent, I think I mentioned in our previous podcast, I spent two years organizing the 1,900 statements of Christ into 225 topics. So you can look up any subject and see everything Jesus said. It's called The Greatest Words Ever Spoken. Do not buy it from Amazon.com because they have the old editions, but they don't have the red-lettered edition. The red-lettered edition uh, it has a brown cover. The others are green covers. Uh, go to ChristianBook.com, ChristianBook.com or ChristianBooks.com, either way, plural or singular, and uh, look up Greatest Words Ever Spoken and order the copy that has the brown, um, the brown cover. And I'm telling you, you want to begin to meditate and immerse yourselves in the words of Jesus? Do it by subject and watch. Watch the power with which he begins to deliver his word. The Holy Spirit delivers his word. I'm telling you, if you begin to meditate in the words of Christ, you will hear his whispers daily. Jesus said, what is whispered in your ear, shout from the rooftop. And what I tell you at night, proclaim in the daylight. Um, if you want to hear his whispers, if you want your spirit filled with him so that you're not discouraged, you're not despairing, you're not anxious and stressing, only his words bring his spirit and life. No other words do that. Uh, the other tool, if you want to get it, you don't need to, but it, it, I think it'll bless you. It's called Jesus Speaks. You can also get that from christianbooks.com, and it's a daily devotional that focuses entirely on Jesus' words. Now, these are little sermonettes that the Holy Spirit preached to me. I would start out with a red-lettered statement of Christ, and I'd just kind of wait on the Spirit, and then these little sermonettes would come my way, these whisperings, and I'm a fast typist, so I would type them down, and then I later had to edit them down a little bit to um, get the word count right for the publisher. But uh, they're little preachings to me, and I'm sure that God will use, because they're all 100% laser-focused on the teachings of Christ. Then at the bottom of each page, if you want to see everything Jesus said on that day's topic, it sends you to greatest words, so you can read everything Jesus said on that day's topic, topic like anxiety or... Um, uh, living in the moment or uh, prayer, Every, you know, whatever that day's topic is, you can see everything Jesus said on him. This is a practice that Gary Smalley, my mentor, did uh, nearly every day for the last nine months of his life. He would start with the daily message in Jesus Speaks, two and a half minute read, and then he would dive into the appropriate topic uh, where he could read everything Jesus said in greatest words. Uh, I, some of my best friends do that, and God has really, really made them disciples, much more so than me, sadly. Sadly for me, but great for them. Anyway, Lord bless you. That's today's podcast, and I look forward to uh, uh, getting into it with you again when we do the sixth podcast. This is podcast number five, and I Hope it really blesses your life. Get into the Gospels today. Don't put it off. Get to know Jesus more intimately. Talk to you soon.